Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab, where we interview the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Samir. He is the founder and director over at Connect Insights. Thank you so much for being on here today. It's a pleasure having you. And to get started, uh, Samir, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about your personal background and really how you got involved with you know software and technology and why you built the company? Sure. Well, thank you, Luis, for having me here. Uh, so I'm the founder and the chief software architect at Connect Insights. Uh, uh, I've been a software engineer all, 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 all my career. Okay. So I started as a software programmer, then a senior software programmer, and then a solutions architect. I worked mostly in the uh, finance domain uh, uh, after my engineering in uh, electronics. Mm-hmm. So I worked for a couple of years in, in the field of electronics, then I was always interested in software, so that's how I got into software. Worked for about six years or so, uh, and and then started my own company. Uh, mm-hmm. So Connect Insights is the product name. The, the company name is Prudence Analytics and Software Solutions, uh, and uh, uh, Connect Insights is the product that is into social listening and analytics. So yeah. why why did you build the company? And and also, were you? It sounds like before you started the company, you were working for a separate company that wasn't yours. So you weren't always an entrepreneur or were you? Uh, yeah. So uh, actually my, you know, entrepreneurship journey started in my college when in, okay. the, final, in the final year, we, we did some, we did some projects for, for, you know, for other colleagues and, mm-hmm. and then earn some money over there. And that's how it started. And then for a year, uh, I, I, I started doing some projects more in electronics. Okay. But then I switched to software because I was very much interested in software and I was pretty good with C, C++ uh, in those times. I mean, I'm talking of 2002, 2003, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, then I worked in about three companies, okay? But I always had this idea of starting my own company. Okay. Uh, so somewhere around 2011, I experimented with some uh, product, okay? Uh, and and I, I, I wouldn't say Connect Insights was the first idea. Uh, what the first idea actually led us to to this to this product okay so what was that first idea or why did you create connect insights like what was it that that was missing that said okay that's something that we need to start working yeah. on? i'm part of the first product that we're working was was on the local analytics okay uh, and and something close to what foursquare foursquare offered then foursquare is not not out so i mean i can say that you know my idea was unique at that time uh, but it didn't it didn't work out but analytics was a big part of it and uh, then we decided to actually build a product which focuses a lot on on big data analytics and social analytics mm. and that's how that's how connect insight started uh, we we kind of start, initially experimented with uh, with a with a smaller version of the product got it into the market understood what the requirements are what are, what the are gaps are uh, and uh, and for last uh, uh, four years or so uh, we can very much say that in India, uh, we have more clients uh, uh, than anyone. So, uh, I mean, yeah, the journey has been good, but but the way we started, I mean, that's what most SaaS companies, you, you must be interviewing a lot of SaaS companies, and you would see that one common thing is that uh, the, the end product that we see today is not the same that was about a couple of years back. So it's okay. very important to build small, ship it, you know, take the feedback from the market and then come back and keep building. So it's a never ending process where you keep building your, you know, your product. You just keep making iterations on, on whatever you're getting feedback from, from the customers. So you started the company. How did you get your first, say a hundred customers to start using it? You know, relatively, uh, 
you know yeah i think you know see in our space uh, uh, article size is little little on the higher side i would say somewhere in the range of 10 thousand to fifteen thousand dollars a year okay okay so you're going after enterprise uh, companies uh yeah yeah so okay. uh, so first hundred is is difficult you know i mean first first 10 was really difficult getting okay. your first 10 customers was difficult but the pricing was less at that time uh, and obviously the pricing advantage was there but moreover we uh, we we came across as a company who could you know who were who willing to learn and who were willing to implement some of the problems that the customers were having with with the current products okay. uh, plus technologically we, we were very strong we kind of work on big data and elastic search and and things like cassandra Kafka. These are the these are the platforms that we work on. So the the kind of data that people got from our product because we have our own search engines was very strong. I mean, we realized that data is the key, and you know, getting more data is important. But the but the second thing was to build a very strong dashboarding, you know, features, mm. uh, and building strong BI tools. So uh, although we were not having a lot of features, we we knew at the start that you know that we were going to build this, and and the kind of conviction that our customers had. That helped us get uh, the first few customers, and and we were right. We, we I mean, for any product to success uh, to be successful, it is important that the timing is right. You know, I mean, there's oh, yeah. the product in the market. You know, you you can have the best of the teams and you can have mm -hmm. best of the talent and all that stuff, right? But if the timing is not right, no products work. So we were somewhere around 2014, uh, 2013, 14, 15. You know, at mm -hmm. that time, so social was hot and still hard, and you know analytics around it there are not many tools you know so, it, so the timing was right and obviously uh, that is how we got uh, first few customers and uh, we have some of the top top most customers you know using our product around 180 of them right now uh, so uh, it's definitely a leading product in india and and the obviously the next step is to reach out to the other market so right uh, and uh, there are there are few customers that we've got in the us as well Awesome. That's really cool. So what does the sales process look like then? Like how are you getting in front of these enterprise companies that are willing to pay $10,000 upfront for your product? Yeah. Uh, see, uh, so the way we reach out to these customers is, uh, that there is an, there's an outbound strategy. We have list of, uh, the companies we want to reach out to. I mean, uh, the way we do is we have all the brands that we know from the automobiles industry or the banking industry or the insurance industry or entertainment or IT, pharma. Okay, um, our, our, so we we kind of divide our, our teams into a product team and and a non-product team and a and a non-product team we have marketing uh, and sales. Okay, and customer support as well. Uh, so part of the sales team uh, finds out leads and and then we, we reach out to them uh, so we have we have a team of uh, about seven uh, sales guys who reach out to these customers we also reach out to them on linkedin so that's the outbound strategy plus uh, we also do a lot of ads uh, google ads uh, yeah. to, to leads and uh, and we get around i would say 10 to 12 leads a day uh, signups on our uh, on our, on our product mm -hmm. but out of which i would say 25 a month are, are hot okay so we go ahead and offer them a free trial of 15 days uh, do the product demo and, and and from there we take it and that is only like you're only targeting people in india with those advertisements uh no we we we, uh, we do it in india we do it in, in us and uh, we, we run a lot of display ads that are that are all over the world so search okay. ads on search ads in India and US and display ads in uh, they are not region specific. 
Okay, so just wherever the people are going because they're retargeting ads, essentially. Yeah, yeah. so remarketing or we do uh, SCM, uh, you know, uh, search. Uh, so the, the companion marketing, yeah, that's something that really works for us. Very cool, very cool. Did you always know that you were going to be an enterprise uh, B2B or did you did you ever dabble with going after the smaller companies like SMBs and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, so so through through some of the partnerships that we are doing now with uh, some of the CRM products, mm -hmm. we are we are targeting the SMBs as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, so so in our case, it was easy to reach out to the bigger brands because they they are always looking out for the products. So what Connect Insights offers is a is a social listening plus uh, analytics of brand and competition plus response management, social CRM uh, plus publishing. So it's all in one product. Out of which uh, the response management and, and social CRM, I, I always say it's a, it's a hot and uh, it's urgent and important. Social listening is is important but not urgent. So mm -hmm. because one product serves both the purposes, uh, it's uh, it's the enterprises who are looking for products like this. Mm -hmm. But uh, but things like you know uh, social analytics of brand and competition plus publishing is something what SMBs are also looking for, and that's how we we have tied up with some of the major CRMs who kind of integrate our product to get social data into their platform. And that's how we are targeting the SMEs with a smaller ticket size. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Is there any specific industry that tends to come to you more? So I, I like earlier when you mentioned, you know, the, the efforts that your sales team was doing, they were reaching out to, to uh, car dealerships and, and a lot of different industries. Is there any specific one that you see needs your product more than others? Uh, well, see, it's, it's it's social analytics. So any any brand which is active on social uh, needs this product. Uh, okay. So some of the hot ones are BFSI, banking, banking and insurance, right? And then uh, automobiles. Yeah, uh, these, these are these are, I would say uh, the ones who kind of you know use our product more than others. But but then there are the the industries also like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. How do you position the product, right? Because you mentioned that you have, uh, like, like, what is your value proposition? Because you mentioned one important thing there that I think uh, is important to note, and that was that it's an all-in-one product, right? And something that I find interesting and sometimes could be conflicting is having a tool like that because that means that sometimes your customers or your prospects will already be using one of the tools that are included in here. And it's not necessarily that it's a problem that you have that, but more so it kind of, creates a barrier when switching over, right? Because, you know, like something that is for software, for example, if they're already using a CRM, having to switch over to a different one, it's not even the prize that's usually the problem is the fact that you have to move everything over to the new one and it's a lot of time spent. Mm -hmm. So is that ever an issue with with providing an all-in-one solution? Um, do you ever get any, any sort of, you know, uh, rejection from that and how do you handle that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very fair point. I mean, what happens with uh, with CRM, some of the products which are into CRM only CRM? Okay, like for for instance, if you have Freshdesk, then moving on to Zendesk is migration of a lot of data. Right. We fortunately we are not in that space where where there is huge data. Okay, we are into the space of social listening, and we offer social CRM uh, where where the CRMs are integrated. Okay. So uh, definitely in our space, migrating from an existing product to our product, 
is is not as difficult as it would be in case of CRMs okay. or it could be in case of cloud computing. Okay, so what we do in this case is uh, a lot of uh, our clients have migrated from some of the existing tools that they were using. So if they mm-hmm. if you come across a, a, a across a tool that they are already using, then we ask them to download that Excel, data in Excel sheet. Okay. And then we kind of input that data into into our product. Plus, we give you know, a lot of uh, historic data. Uh, so, so with with tools which are into social listing and analytics, you you are kind of concerned with the, the the ongoing data. You know, in case of response management, how you're going to perform. Whatever you have done in the previous month or so, if that data is available in some format with you, you don't really go back and refer to that data. It's not like a customer database that right. I'm you know. Right. So it's it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. So uh, migration uh, is easy. In fact, in in our uh, domain, it's yes. a good thing, bad thing. Good thing because then I I can replace other products. Yeah, is <laughs> because I also can be replaced. Right. So, so to ensure that you know the retention is there, we we can you know having all in one tool really helps because then your customer care team is involved, your social media team is involved, your agency is involved and, and your marketing team is involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so kind of, you know, we have uh, uh, quite a few you know, sticky elements because of which our retention is high, but I always believe that if I can replace others, right, you know, I can also be replaced. So oh, that, that fear is good, you know, because it kind of helps us to improvise on the current offerings that we are giving. Totally. That's really, really good points. Um, as far as building the company and the team, what has been the most challenging thing, uh, in your opinion, as a business owner? Yeah. yeah, I believe, you know, when you start, there is a beginner's luck. Okay. So that helped us to, at the start to have the right talent. What, what I did, because obviously we're not having any, any cash. We, we had a lot of interns at the start. Right, and that's how we get started. We got started. We got very, very good interns. Then we offered job. So we kept that uh, model, you know, for last six, seven years. So okay. every year, you know, we we hire some interns, uh, uh, pay them, uh, you know, and uh, the ones who are really good, we kind of hire them. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's the way uh, we've been hiring. So when okay. it comes to hiring freshers, you really get good talent. Okay. But when it comes to hiring the experienced guys, uh, it, it is difficult. And if you ask me so the challenges that I face today, uh, hiring is one of them. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the experienced guys. And plus we work on some of the technologies where it, where it is difficult to find, you know, a good talent. Uh, because you'll hardly find someone who is working on platforms like Big Data, Cassandra, okay, uh, mm-hmm. or, or Elasticsearch. So we, we, we have probably have learned the hard way is that it's better to hire Pressures rather than hiring someone from, from let's say SQL or Oracle and then ask them to onion and then yeah. ask them to learn things. So from on the tech side, yeah, we've been uh, very fortunate to have the right kind of talent, you know, that we have built over the years. Very good, very good. Plus we, plus we are in not, we are not in in Bangalore, you know. I mean, everybody talks about software and they talk of Bangalore. It's it's easy to find talent over there. We are we are in Mumbai, you know, which is uh-huh. the financial capital of India. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, is that how how big is the team right now? The like, guys, a full time team. The full time team is around forty. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's a lot uh, of people. That uh, so, I would say seventy five percent of that would be our tech team. Okay. okay. Around uh, twenty seven or twenty eight guys are are in the tech. Mm-hmm. The rest 
are in uh, in sales okay and uh, we have a couple of guys who are into marketing okay uh, and uh, yeah so so we are, we are adding more uh, team members in in a, in a marketing team mm-hmm. because uh, so far i mean the journey has been a great product and then you know great sales people do to sell it uh, on on the digital marketing side we we have just started you know mm-hmm. so working on content and working on you know, doing surveys webinars the uh, case studies that is something that we are working on very cool very cool is most of the team remote uh, or or in house or i don't know yeah, not we have our own office uh, okay yeah it's it's pretty big uh, uh, two offices in one building uh, so so cool. bigger the bigger place we we all tech is sit over there uh-huh. uh, and the other offices where where the sales and the marketing sits that's very cool that's awesome when it comes to marketing what do you think is the most important thing of your opinion you mentioned a couple of good of good pointers there where it's like content creation or uh, lead generation which one would you say is, is most important in your opinion yeah lead generation uh, is something obvious you know you you can do <laughs> ads and all that so there's no i mean there's no uh, brainer it's a no brainer so even you do it yeah. you get it right i mean we, we spend a lot of money on on the ads so we we've got that thing right we tried with all with all kinds of uh, platforms like google facebook and you know instagram and youtube uh, we know what works well so we spend more money over there mm-hmm. uh, the other the other part of marketing is uh, where, where where content is very important writing blogs you know, and then working on case studies interviewing uh, some of the cmos uh, and taking their opinion and coming up with survey reports you know that's something that we're working on webinars we are we are starting uh, from the next year and plus we are partnering with someone uh, for for webinars uh, right. the, our partners who are with crm they are interested to be part of our webinar so next year uh, will be uh, you know 2020 20 we are looking uh, i mean working more on on the marketing side of things content is very important definitely i mean and social yeah. media posts coming up with more creative social media posts mm-hmm. uh, we do that a lot on a lot on instagram okay okay Let's we boost that, you know, the content that we push. Do you see a good result from from Instagram, or is it something that you like, not necessarily Instagram, but just like you know, like content that is like that that is more, what do you call it? I guess like more, you know, very very top of the funnel based. Like you you might not feel like you're getting a customer from Instagram, but maybe you are, so you feel like you have to do it. Is that something that you kind of? come across or do you know you're getting good results from something like organic instagram we will look at uh, instagram for brand building okay so mm-hmm. we we don't really measure uh, the clicks or or sales right. that come through instagram for that we have uh, google you know uh, and the display ads so mm-hmm. there so what we do today is get people on our website right and and then push the remarketing ads okay mm-hmm. even with the remarketing uh, display ads we don't really uh, look at the conversions because uh, you know it's it's about telling about our product uh, mm-hmm. even you know we, you, we we won't know if someone has signed up because by clicking on the display ad we saw our ad for 90 days and then decided to come onto our website mm-hmm. so display ads we don't look at conversions or even in, to answer your question instagram we don't really look at conversions it's about brand building it's about letting right. people know about connected sites This is a great point and I I I love that you brought it up but how important do you think branding is for an early uh, earlier stage startups? Uh yeah very important I mean uh, 
uh, if I look back at my journey for last four years or five years since we are in the market, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's obviously about building a great product, right? I mean, there's right, right. no denying that your product has to be really good, you know, change mm -hmm. the excellence and make the best product. I'm pretty much obsessed with that. Mm -hmm. Being a product guy, it's quite obvious as well. I mean, uh, that is very important. Then comes taking it, uh, you know, the stage where you take that product to the market and build more customers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you ask me, uh, should I have started market, uh, marketing or been aggressive on the marketing side a couple of years? My answer would be yes. But 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 that's how the journey, you know, initial days are. Right. And you focus so much on the product, then you focus so much on sales. Marketing comes, uh, you know, maybe once you have a few customer base of at least 50 to 100. Right. Once, once you know the entire process kind of works, you know, and, and is actually going to, because if you don't, if you don't have something that's already converting on its own, then you're just throwing money away in a, in a you know, in a, in a, in a way. So it's always good to just test, you know, especially organic channels that you can get traffic over to the site, see how well they convert, see how they interact with everything. And once you feel, or you have a feeling that that's, you know, pretty, pretty in tune, then you can start throwing a little bit more into it to see, okay, is this going to work? And then start iterating from whatever the data is telling you then. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm uh, getting some positive reviews about a product on, on third party. Uh, that's awesome review sites like Captain or G2 Crowd, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's the best organic uh, marketing you can do. Yeah. So if you go to our Captain link or G2 Crowd, you'll see a lot of positive reviews and that helps in selling more than, you know, throwing money in. That yeah. How are you, how are you leveraging those with advertising? I wonder if you, if you're doing, if you're doing that. So what we do is uh, on our website, uh, we use some, uh, some widgets that show those reviews. I mean, you can obviously have testimonials on a website, but nothing right. like having the reviews or positive reviews from a third party site. Okay. 100%. So, so we, we use something called as Repuso. Uh, if you land on our website, you'll see that plugin. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's deactivated just for just now, but it will be active again because <laughs> they, they had, they, we had to migrate to a higher plan if you have more reviews. So we're doing that. Okay. So that, that really helps because when you come onto the website, you suddenly see a pop-up that shows reviews, uh, which are pretty genuine. Okay. Not the ones that you have on our website. So, so right. Very cool. Very, very cool. Let's switch over to a little bit more of the personal side, right? We're, we're getting close to the time here, but on a, on a personal level, right? When, when you're talking about your family life and everything, what's been the hardest thing of being an entrepreneur for you? Uh, I mean, I, I started first and had few clients and then I got married. So <laughs> it was not <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I'd have been married and then, you know, planning these things would have been, it, it is difficult because then then you're not making a lot of money, that big kind of paycheck that you're getting previously right. from your job. Not getting that, having a family makes it a little difficult. Mm -hmm. So, um, so uh, fortunately, I started before my marriage. Then... Um, uh, then my wife, uh, she's also software, she understands me, mm. what I'm doing. Cool. When I was not having a lot of money, she understood where I'm going. So, so that helps. And someone who can, uh, who can be part of the journey, yeah, really helps. I have a kid now. Uh, he's about uh, two years old. Very cool. Nice. That's awesome. What is your biggest accomplishment? Uh, I think uh, I think reaching to this stage uh, where where we have a decent team. Yeah, uh, I, I can very well say that we are leaders in India, 
but uh, I, I don't kind of look back and and say what we have achieved. We know what we are going to achieve in the, in the coming year and mm. year after that. So yes, I mean reaching to this stage, I, I would say is one of the biggest accomplishments so far. Yeah, that's but, awesome. But, but, it, but this again, these are early days. I mean, it's it's been four or five years that we are in the into the market. About six seven years from the time I started. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm I'm kind of old school types who, who look at a, a longer journey. I mean, twenty years from now is what we look yeah. at. Not a kind of uh, uh, not a kind of guy who, who kind of has a vision for next two or three years. There. I mean, I'm yeah. not selling at selling and things like that. So definitely a longer vision that we have. Nice. That's awesome. That's really cool. Do you have a favorite book? Yeah, many. Uh, uh, I mean, the one thing that came right away is, is I read The Alchemist years back. Great that's book. What, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great book. Plus, to, these days I read a lot on, on business uh, stuff. I recently mm-hmm. read a book by uh, uh, Ross. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's on negotiations. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's that's an excellent book. Uh, awesome, I'll check that out. Yeah, uh, was you know I think uh, he's he's an, he's an FBI agent who, who who kind of came up with this book on negotiations. Oh, I know, I know which book you're talking about. It's, uh, it's I have it right here too. Yeah, was uh, okay. Is his name okay? It's this one. Let, let me grab it. Yeah, was FBI Christopher Chris Voss. Yeah. Never, never split the difference. I never split the difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, amazing book. That's a great book. I read it too. Amazing book. You, everyone should read this book. Who yeah. are into, into business should read this book. A hundred percent. I, I, I can, I can only say good things about that book. Also, uh, Samir, if you, you go, what's that? You read it? Yeah, I have it. It's right here. Oh yeah. Never <laughs> Samir, if you could go back to say day one uh, of starting Connect Insights, what would you do differently? What would I do differently? I I would hire more people. Hmm. I I would start marketing a bit earlier. Yes, these are two two things I think I would have I I could do differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the rest of the things that happened with us were uh, were at the right time. I mean, we chose some technology. We weren't able to scale, and then we decided to move on to big data. Obviously, this, those were learning. So I wouldn't say I could switch to Cassandra and Elasticsearch right on the day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, we should have hired more people at the start, and we should have started marketing a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where can people find you online? Uh, uh, at Samir Narkar on Twitter. Okay. And uh, LinkedIn slash Samir Narkar. Cool. Awesome. Perfect. And last question here. Do you have any questions for me or Samir? Yeah, Luis, I went through your website. Quite awesome. I mean, since when you started uh, doing podcasts? Podcasts, I actually started about a year ago. Um, I want to say, so this will actually be episode 80. Uh, so interview about 80, 80 founders uh, have had a lot of fun doing it and uh, have been able to meet with a lot of people like yourself, you know, entrepreneurs all over the world, which has been awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been quite the journey. It's really uh, something that I, that I really, you know, enjoy doing. Okay. And talking of SaaS, are you a techie? 
I love SAS. I don't know how to code or anything like that. Uh, I love to use it. So I like, if I can get my hands on any piece of software, uh, I typically do just like, you know, play around with it, use it as I can. I love, you know, anything that tends to be more of the cutting edge side of things where you can do things that, you know, aren't necessarily out there, stuff like that. So I, I would say I definitely am. Oh, great, great news. Great. So that wraps up. Uh, thank you so much, Samir, for being on here. It was really a pleasure speaking with you, uh, getting to know a little bit more about Connect Insights, connecting with you, and uh, seeing how the journey has unfolded for you. And I really appreciate your time, and I look forward to, to catching up with you soon. And uh, if, if you're watching or listening, whatever you're doing with the podcast, please rate it, give it a thumbs up if you like it, or subscribe, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. For thank you. Bye-bye.